Hello. Hi. Hi. I'd like to rent a horse. Well, we're closed on Mondays. You're kidding. I just came all the way out here from Malibu in a cab. You came all the way from Malibu? Didn't you know there are four riding stables in Malibu? One guy. One gal. One actor. And one year. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Kevin, Kevin Costner Project. Project. Welcome back, Greg. Welcome back, Kate. So before we get started, we just want to um, put a content warning on this particular episode. The movie Sizzle Beach that we just watched um, has, I would say, mostly explicit content. And there are some strong feelings involved on our part about this movie. Just if you're offended by strong language or discussion of sexual content, this is probably not the episode for you. You were not wrong, Kate. All right, so here we are, our first movie review. We're going to have, I think, a rousing discussion this evening. And here we are to talk about Kevin Costner's first film. Now, we started off with his entrance into... The movie, this is the first time that we see him, the audio you just heard. Then he's gone for most of the rest of the movie, and then he shows up for about three more minutes, I would say. Yeah, basically right at the end there. Yeah, so, but I'm getting ahead of myself. So the movie is called Sizzle Beach, USA, also known as Malibu Hot Summer. It was released in 1981. The runtime on this bad boy is... 90 minutes. 90 minutes, thank you. The MPAA has rated it... An R. However, I'm going to rate it an NC-17 personally, so I'm just telling you that now. Kevin Costner's role, as you heard, was of... John Logan. John Logan. He is a ranch owner in California. And typically we would talk about any notable other castmates. However, to the best of our knowledge, not a single person no. from this film other than Kevin Costner emerged. I don't recognize any of that. No. Others, no. I didn't recognize a face. I didn't recognize a name. But if you go on to our Instagram, I will post the cast list. Uh, I took a little screenshot of the cast list as the movie credits were rolling. And maybe you can leave us a comment that we're wrong and, you know, whoever the hell it was. Exactly, Kate. Uh, we, we've gotten it wrong. So, so now we're going to read you the official synopsis as per Wikipedia. If you hear a rhythmic thumping in the background, that is our cat Dodo whacking her head into our recording table. Why? We don't know either. Okay, the plot of Sizzle Beach, USA, also known as Malibu Hot Summer. Three young women team up to rent a beach house in Malibu, California. One of them lands a job in a high school thanks to an investment broker who she meets while jogging along the beach. Yes, you heard that correctly. 
Another of the women is taking acting lessons and enjoys horseback riding. Though the young owner of the stable, John Logan, a.k.a. Kevin Costner, turns out to be more interesting than the riding itself. The third woman practices her guitar, shuns the owner of the studio where she records, and hangs out with her hunk cousin Steve, the fourth roommate in the house. And I will just say here, the there's also a little gem on Wikipedia that says, TV Guide panned the film, writing that it was inept from the opening titles to the closing credits. Youch. If I'm being polite about this movie, that's exactly what I would say, too. I wouldn't totally disagree, but it is uh, quite a scathing (laughs) thing to say on Wikipedia there. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to boil the plot down to exactly one sentence and then greg is going to boil the plot down to exactly one word and then we're going to get down to it does that sound fair greg yeah i think that that works for me okay so here is my sentence about the plot of sizzle beach usa kevin costner made a porno no that's not fair kevin costner guest starred in a porno. Yeah. There you go. I think that seems good. Okay. Greg, boil it down to one word for us. Boobs. <laughs> you yeah. heard me right. Boobs. From start to finish. <laughs> now Kate can't stop laughing. It's uh, apparently... It's gunder. Oh my gosh. here, folks. So- we got through about a half of this movie and I was like, Greg, this is a porno film. Now, I'm just going to give you guys a little bit of background. Greg and I were both raised in what I would term fairly conservative households. Yeah, um, not Maybe not politically, but just, you know, in terms of the culture and modesty and... Okay, here's an example from my growing up. I am now years old, and I have never seen the movie Dirty Dancing. Because my mother, seeing the title and the word dirty, was convinced there was something horribly wrong with it, and it would be too suggestive for my young eyes. I don't even know how old I was when it came out. But to this day, I have not seen Dirty Dancing because my mother was sure it was not a good film for me to watch. I don't really have an example like that. Just so other people understand, I'm a guy, but I've never been to, uh, shall we say, a strip club. Have you ever watched a porno before, Greg? No, I've never watched a porno either. Ever watched any pornography? Not until Sigil Beach. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So that kind of tells you where we're coming from. Maybe we're, I don't think I'm prudish though, but maybe we're a little bit buttoned up for this, even though I don't think we are. Buttoned up, maybe naive a little bit? Maybe naive. That's probably a better word. There is not enough alcohol in the world for me to ever want to watch this thing again. Although I think drinking might have made it better. However, we're going to start at the beginning and we're going to go through what 
is going on in this movie, and if you hear me screaming, I'm still traumatized. We watched this, what, four days ago? Yes, it was approximately four days ago, yeah. The very first scene is the main woman, the guitar-playing woman, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, her name was Janice. She is heading to California to stay with her cousin Steve, who owns a house on the beach in Malibu because she wants to break into the music industry. So she is sitting at a truck stop diner. She gets up to use the bathroom and it pans over to the table across from her where a hot blonde gym teacher, although we don't know if she's a gym teacher, but I actually don't know what her name is. Do you remember her name? It seemed to be unimportant to the movie. <laughs> but Same she with her sure friend. had what? Boobs. <laughs> yeah, so she, so what should we call her? Just hot blonde gym teacher? There you go. Okay, so hot blonde gym teacher and her friend whose name is Dit, as you heard in the little sound clip. She and Dit have missed the bus. It was pulling out of the truck stop. I guess they had made a pit stop on the bus and taken all of their luggage with them uh with the bus rather and they are now stuck at a truck stop and frankly i think i'm putting a little more passion into this than either of them put into the acting in this true true and and do you remember the reason they missed the bus no do you they got stuck in the bathroom that's right same same with with the other lady janice is in the bathroom And the knob has come off the door, and these two are sitting at the table giggling while Janice cries for help. Right. And then one of them, I forget which, runs over and helps helps her get out of the bathroom. And then she says, hey, I'm going to my cousin Steve's house. Well, let's all go together, and you can come to California with me. And they're like, yeah, that sounds perfect. And so... We're off to Malibu. Yeah. It is at this juncture where we meet Cousin Steve, who is having a grand time at his Malibu beach house with a stripper whose name I think is Candy. Cindy? Candy? At least that's what I I believe. I think so. I don't know if that's her real name, though. Did I say stripper? I meant hooker. Uh, She's a sex worker anyway, and she does not seem like, okay, I don't have any problem with sex working. If that's your jam and you're doing it willingly, I don't like trafficking, obviously. However, I think that Candy was perfectly happy to be a sex worker. And she and Steve are getting down to business. But basically, the only thing we really see is what, Greg? Boobs. It's true. Yeah. It, it seems maybe a lot of these women were cast just for their boobs. <laughs> I think so. So then Janice, Dit, and uh, Hot Blonde Gym Teacher are standing outside pounding on the door. And Steve is, uh, shall we say, pounding on candy. Yes. And doesn't Indisposed, hear them. pounding yeah. on candy. Yep. So the girls let themselves in and... He comes out and then... And then uh, Candy comes, comes out. out completely she, naked. I think she put her pants back on. Didn't she put her swimsuit bottom back on? 
Um, that might have been after she appeared at the doorway. Oh, well, regardless, we got to see her boobs again. <laughs> exactly. Because she had left her top outside of the bedroom, so yeah, she couldn't put it back on until she went out of it. So, uh, Steve apparently had no idea that Janice was intending to come. He certainly had no idea that she was bringing two strangers with her. Exactly. And so they give Candy the boot, and they make arrangements that all three of the women are going to stay at Steve's place, which prompts Hot Blonde Gym Teacher to decide to change into all-white jogging ensemble. No bra, so we did get to see her boobs right away. Yes. And Dit decides to take a shower, and so we get to see her boobs pretty quick. And then she puts on a nightgown. And while Hot Blonde Gym Teacher is out bouncing around on the on the beach of Malibu, pretending to jog and exercise, which was the most sad amount of stretching I think I've ever seen. Like she bent sideways once and half rose her arm in the air and was like, well, I'm ready to do a marathon now. Right. And, and then she is jogging down the beach and this guy fakes spraining his ankle, this investment guy. And his name was something with a B. I, I'm going to call him Bart because Bart sounds like a good porn name. Right. And he had a big shrubby mustache. And anyway, she sees through his ruse that he has faked spraining an ankle, but she agrees to have dinner with him. So she's cleaned up quite handily. And Dit, I'm, I don't really know. Then I think we cut to that Asian lady. There's a random Asian woman who calls oh, Cousin yes. Steve. She is lying naked on a waterbed. They are showing literally as much of her as they can get away with without it turning into a full-blown, like, genital shot. Yeah. So yeah. we're seeing butt. We're seeing boobs. We're, we're seeing everything. And she's just rolling around on this waterbed begging Steve to come over because he's some kind of legend in the sack, I suppose. Something like that, but it's just it, it didn't really help with the movie. <laughs> well, I'm not sure much would help with the movie. <laughs> so then somehow it's bedtime and Hot Blonde Gym teacher and Dit are going to share one bed and Steve and Janice, even though they're cousins, are going to share the other bed. And Janice comes out holding a tennis racket and wearing a little house on the prairie nightdress. And she tells Steve not to laugh at her and not to touch her. And that she's going to hold the tennis racket to make sure he didn't do anything. And he is successful at not touching her. I believe he did laugh his head off at her nightgown. Correct. So then the next day, as you heard in the clip, uh, Dit rolls out of Malibu. To wherever the heck this ranch is. We're not even told exactly where the ranch is. Uh, she does take a cab out there. Apparently that's an important plot device. And, well, as you heard, the rest is cinematic history. That is Kevin Costner's first time on the big screen. Exactly, so exactly. as far as we know, his first line as an actor in Hollywood was, Hello! You want to give it a whirl, Gray? Hello. <laughs> So they have a nice little conversation. It comes out that he is actually the owner of said ranch. But you know what? I I think I said my hello better than... Well, I guess we'll put it to a test if we ever talk to him. 
Maybe. <laughs> it was a pretty strong hello. I will say that. And he has ranches all over the place. And he's like a millionaire. He's a gajillionaire. But now that I'm thinking about it, he does say something about not liking California and the women in California because they're so shallow. He did say something about that. Uh, it's not in the clip that we shared. doing in California if he doesn't like California? Because he owns that ranch and he comes there off and on to take care of that ranch. But if you don't like it, get rid of it. Move your pony somewhere else. But he wants to make the money. I think you can ranch successfully in other states that wouldn't make you so... I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. We're, we're reading more into it than the movie I, really shows. I really, yeah. We're giving it some credit. Anyway, so as they're sitting there yapping, a sports car rolls in. And for the love of Jesus, I don't know what the hell was happening here. A little person hops out. Yeah. <laughs> Smoking a cigar. Uh, I mean... Dressed to the nines. He was not dressed to work on a ranch. No. But supposedly he's a ranch hand or he's working for John Logan. Someone make that make sense. I I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, it's a, yeah. Anyways, they, they hop on their ponies and ride off, or at least I think we're supposed to assume that's what they did. I don't they actually... do show a clip of them riding, I think, at some point in there, but I wasn't really clear on it. All right, well... From there, it gets a little murky in my mind because I became so outraged by this thing. We're just going to hit the highlights at this point. We, we've we gotten to where Kevin is. Yeah. So Janice, her thing. You know what? I'm going to come back to Janice because Janice has the most egregious storyline in this entire operation. <laughs> Hot blonde gym teacher. She and uh, Mustache go out. Yep. She and Bart. It turns out Bart is an investment banker who owns a yacht. He's getting divorced. They go up to Bart's yacht. They have a hell of a lot of sex. We get to see her boobs finally. And there's a picture of a young child. And it turns out to be Bart's seven-year-old daughter. Who he describes as... Resentful. Resentful, yes. Resentful. He calls his seven-year-old resentful. Now, I might be a bit resentful if my dad abandoned me and my mom to go live on his yacht and screw around with a hot blonde gym teacher. I have to agree with you on that. Not that she knows that's what he's up to, but she knows he hasn't come home. Right. So, up yours, Bart. I didn't like Bart. Long story short, Bart takes things way too seriously. They're together for like what? Well, time is iffy in this movie. We don't really know what. But it was like a day, maybe at the most day and a half, and he proposes to her. And she's like, yeah, thanks anyways. I'm just here to have a good time later. And she dumps him flat. But in the meantime, oh, I feel angry already just thinking about this. In the meantime, one of his investment banking clients is a principal at a high school. And Bart sets up an interview for Hot Blonde Gym Teacher to go to the high school and interview four 
the gym teacher position for the girls gym teacher. And it is literally a 10 minute interview in which she is repeatedly sexually harassed. I'm fuming inside. Non-stop. I, I just, I, I, I can't. I want to oh. smash a glass or something right now. <laughs> he is such a fucking pig. And she takes the job. Oh my God, you guys. Okay. <laughs> I need a drink after that. Excuse me a moment. Okay. So that is Hot Blonde Gym Teacher story. She's going off to be a gym teacher and probably she and her boobs are still making the rounds in Malibu, if I had to make my guess. Probably. Okay, so back to Dit. Dit is in what I would consider the most confusing of storylines. She's got a thing for John Logan the horse guy. But at the same time, I think she got a job as a secretary for like a half a day so that she can go on about auditioning to become an actor. Right, and it didn't... And she goes to this talent agency. Which didn't make any sense. Which, apparently I'm less outraged by overt racism than I am about sexual harassment. Because there's an Asian woman who is the secretary at this... I, I hesitate to call it a talent agency. Yeah. And the only word that said Asian woman can say is coffee. Just like that. And she says it about 45 times. Because apparently she doesn't understand anything else. She doesn't speak any English. She is just Asian sitting at a desk saying coffee. Literally like that. So Dit goes in to meet with these agents. There's three dudes in there. They ask her to do some kind of reading or something. Something, but but along with that, one of the guys had a small... Wait, wait, don't jump the gun on that guy. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. I don't know. Sorry, listeners, I didn't mean to jump the gun. You forget. Describe him as a person, not just what he's got with him. Very true. Very he true. is sitting in a wheelchair. True. For reasons we don't know. And every time he gets vexed, he does what, Greg? He he releases this small miniature guillotine. <laughs> but he doesn't he doesn't speak. No, he just chops. It, and he chops thin air. Right. Um we don't know, we don't understand the, the meaning behind this. It just <laughs> sort of is and the guys are just like, yep, that's Barry and his guillotine. I, I don't know. I uh, mean, his name probably wasn't Gary. Barry, I mean, I don't even know. I, I don't even know. I, maybe was, maybe the director of the movie can uh, let us know what that really was about. And then there's like this other guy that keeps jumping up to look out the window. Because why? Do you remember why? They're concerned about something. All of them seemed... Well, we don't know about Guillotine Guy, but the other two are concerned. What was it about UFOs or something? Yes, the UFOs were going to invade. 
keep looking out the window to see if the aliens had shown up. And that's right. They had asked her. What Did she believe in aliens? aliens? Yeah. And when she said yes, they were like, okay, you're the talent we're looking for. And they gave her the job. What? Yeah. I mean. I wish we were making this up. Right. It's Exactly. I mean, it seems they, they build this as a comedy, but it, it's. It's. It's so weird. It's so it's weird. It's not funny. Right. But but maybe that's a, a recipe of the times. Maybe maybe it was funny back then and just we don't feel it funny now. I don't know. There was this old movie with Goldie Hawn and Chevy Chase. I can't think what the hell the name of it was, but it was like a mystery comedy type thing. At least it had a plot you could understand. Oh my god, I'm sorry. I'm getting all the hiccups because I'm so worked up about this. And it wasn't all that hilarious, even though Chevy Chase was in it. But, like, there were weird things about that movie. Like, the main bad guy was an albino and he would just kind of show up and glare at everybody and then disappear. Right. But at least it made sense. This makes no sense whatsoever. It's like they just threw weird things together to see what was going to happen. Right. Like... They were thinking of about the plot as they were filming the thing. They they didn't have the plot already formulated. Yeah. I, I don't know. They decide to send her to an acting class because even though she apparently passed the alien test, she needs some sort of training. And she gets there and the teacher tells her to act like a banana. And since we haven't seen boobs in a while, she tries to take her shirt off. And then the teacher gets angry with her and is like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm peeling my banana. (sighs) And again, the word for the movie. Boobs. So, anyways, uh, eventually she gets, I don't know what the hell's happening. But she goes back to the ranch to John Logan. They have... A celebratory sex scene. Yes, you have heard it correctly. Kevin is in a sex scene in this thing. And I don't think it's his fault, but Dit looks bored out of her mind during this entire operation. And But, of course, you see her boobs, but you don't see all of... You see Kevin's back and shoulders. And I'm going to tell you this because Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, shows Kevin's backside fully. And really, I think that was the first time I ever saw, like, a fully naked man. There's no, like, full frontal nudity, but there is, like, that little bit when he's taking a shower in a waterfall. I saw more skin in Robin Hood than I saw in this, which is a porno. I'm going to continue to hammer this home. This was a porno. And Dit looks bored out of her brains. I don't think we even saw anything other than the back of Kevin's head during this situation. Well, maybe he had written in his contract that... Well, he was 26 years old. And he was nobody at this point. So I don't think he could have a contract. Well, maybe that's something to ask Kevin if we ever uh, get to meet him. I don't know that I... I, I have bigger fish to fry if I ever get to talk to him about this movie. Understood. So apparently they hooked up and they're going to be ranching forever. If I, it's, th- This is not the last we see of way. Kevin, yeah. incidentally. Okay, so that's her story. Now we're going to get to Janice. 
And if I don't throw up, scream, swear, and smash things <laughs> during this, it will be nothing short of a miracle. So, I have to get to a place of calm because Breathe. I'm already Breathe. built up to some things here, Greg. Okay. Janice's dream is to become a guitar strumming singer folk singer i'm guessing kind of like joan baez joan baez that comes to mind okay so she and her guitar go to see some sort of a record agent that cousin steve had um, ends with yeah now i his name i think is vine i believe that is correct yes okay so one thing you need to know we we streamed this on Amazon. Typically, I'm not going to say where we're watching these movies um, because they don't need free advertising. However, we streamed this on Amazon, and it's like it was like we were watching if someone had filmed a television showing the movie off of VHS. It was not really good quality, and the sound was not good. So, actually, I don't know what his name really was, but I think it was Vine. And Vine has also no discernible talents. He does have a pool, which he surrounds with ladies with no tops, in case you were short on boobs for a bit. Oh, and that other short fellow shows up there, too. Yes. So, Vine tells Janice that he regularly throws these big parties with singing contests in them. And top prize is... I don't, it seemed negligible, but it was 1981. I'm going to say $10,000. Something like that, yeah. And and the chance to use his studio for free, which I'm sure meant something else. And then he kind of leans into her and makes a few innuendos. And she's like, fuck off and take your singing contest with you. So she hustles out. And then, for reasons I don't fully understand, spends the next however many days this movie takes rehearsing for the goddamn singing contest. Yeah. It It it, is suddenly the only thing in her life that she cares about. Right? And she says, I'm practicing four and five times a day. She gets four and five hours a day, excuse me. She gets in a fight with hot blonde gym teacher and dit because they do not appreciate how important this music contest is to her but she already told what's his face that she's not going to be in his singing contest can you explain this i don't really understand it and wasn't there something else that she did oh greg just just thinking about it makes my blood boil she gets home home being cousin steve's Uh, place not this scene (laughs) She's all worked up. She rips off her clothes and she fucks her cousin. There is no nice way to say it. I'm going to be crazy. There was not one person. (laughs) I can't even talk. There was not one person involved in this production who was like, wait a minute. These two are supposed to be cousins. Should they really be sleeping together? Right. It's it's like the director just forgot that they were cousins or, or maybe that uh, this is how they act 
where the director came from. I don't get it. You know who didn't forget they were cousins? Me. And me. They are cousins and they are having sex. Yes, Dodo. Even our cat is distressed about this, <laughs> folks. Our, it, and our cat doesn't vocalize very often. Not this one, anyway. Oh. Oh, my word. I... I screamed. I was like, no, this can't be. Somebody stop it. And we were powerless <laughs> to stop this. And I was so angry and so upset about this. I, I don't, I don't know who thought that was a good idea. I, I guess a, it's in some parts of the country. It's sort of not frowned upon. I don't know. In a host of bad ideas that comprise this movie that was the top bad idea anybody had Uh, you know what I I think maybe the only good idea in this movie was that they gave Kevin Costner his start I think you may be right and how the hell he rose out of the ashes of this dumpster fire of a film I don't know Anyhow, okay, fine and dandy. She and Steve put their clothes on. She fights with her friends about the song contest. Um, in the meantime, Vine has found some... I, that woman was ugly as sin. I'm sorry to say, but she was like some kind of a... She looked gray. There was something wrong with that lady. She did not look good. Anyways, he decides she's going to win his contest. Needless to say, Vine fixes his singing contests. Okay, so the the winner is predetermined, and he decides that he is going to let this crazed woman from nowhere become the winner. And Janice is out on her ear, even though Janice told him to shove off. And we all know what winning this contest really means. They get to be with Vine. Or... And show us their boobs. Right. Well, somehow, we're really almost to the end here. Somehow, I guess through Dit, the little person, I think his name might have been Pete. Pete and John Logan catch wind of this situation. Now, Pete seems to be a bit of a mafia enforcer for whomever is willing to pay him to do their dirty work which I find laughable because I don't know the delineations of little people but he was probably the smallest little person I've ever seen I I mean he was tiny like stature wise would so, you say he was like three foot or uh... I would have said somewhere between two and three feet he was tiny So the idea that this guy is going to rough anybody up in any appreciable way with no weapons, incidentally, like there's no shooting in this thing. Oh, wait, I stand corrected. There is a gun later. However, basically, he just wanders around and I think threatens people and they just say, oh, okay, whatever you want, Pete. Right. John Logan, I guess, catches wind. That the contest is thrown and Dit will die if her friend Janice doesn't win the contest. So 
him and the enforcer threaten. They hop in their car and they run the ringer off the road. She is driving around with her boyfriend. They run them off the road. They seem to, I don't know which one of them had the gun, but one of them did have a gun and demanded they throw their keys and clothing out of the car. Oh, it was, it was, uh. Pete the Enforcer? Yeah. Okay. So they do throw their keys and clothes out the door. Let's just cut to the chase. Janice wins the singing contest. There's probably some more boobs going on. And we all part unlikely friends. Yeah, basically. I think the the police find the the car with the two naked people in it. and We get to see her boobs. Yeah. She I... was nice. That was a different rack, really. Folks. <sighs> to start off our Kevin Costner project with... With this movie, uh, I'm seven. Sorry, sorry, Ke- uh, Kevin. I, this is this is uh, this is going to be bottom of the heap. I would hope. So Greg has pulled up Rotten Tomatoes has a zero rating on Sizzle Beach USA, and IMDb gives it two point seven out of ten. I can't even comment that the acting was good the acting was terrible like there were pauses in which you were pretty sure somebody had forgotten their lines it seemed like they didn't really get the concept of acting in a film or what was going on so I will say that did make Kevin kind of rise to the top because he actually seem to know how to act yes he is the most professional of any of the people on this movie i maybe it helped him stand out i i don't know yes i mean maybe that's why he he's come to have a a very grand career to this point with uh i mean he started off with this one and did a pretty good job in his small role yeah I mean, I have to give this movie a 0.5 because we finished it. I I would tend to agree. I might give it a 1 just because of, I feel, how well Kevin did portray his, his part in it. But that's only because we're doing the Kevin Costner project. If I was truly giving the, a rating for this movie, I'd agree with you. I mean, we can give him a five if we want to, but the movie itself got to be a 0.5. Agreed. And I don't think we can really factor this into, like, we've been kind of having this debate about, it's going to be a while until he has his quote-unquote breakout role. If I click on here, it says that his breakout role, I think, was Bull Durham. I could be wrong. Oh. It's The Untouchables. So his breakout role is The Untouchables, which he was in a scant six years after this hellfire of a movie. And then he was in Bull Durham, and then he was basically top of the A-list after that. So I'm not sure we can really count any of these bit 
movies. We can watch them. I think it'll be interesting to sort of see the trajectory of his career, what it was that inspired somebody to take a chance on making him Elliot Ness in The Untouchables. Exactly. And we did sort of set out to watch all the movies, to rate them all, because they are all, all have him in it. So I figure we do have to honor that as yeah. we continue. So we can watch them, but I don't think it's very fair to really judge, like to factor that into overall what we think about his career when we when we get to the end. So I think maybe what we're going to do, we haven't really talked about this, but maybe we could even do like a little marathon over a weekend where we watch like whatever five of these things there are before the untouchables gets made and then we can proceed from there and get down and serious about his films which we can actually call his films this was not his movie this was a movie that he happened to show up in right so i hope that will be fair with everybody Exactly. So if you have strong feelings about it, I'd love to hear about it on our Facebook page or even our Instagram. I don't care. We're going to start a little thing. As I say, you'll you'll see a picture of the cast list on Instagram when this episode comes out. I have to say that I haven't heard of any of these people, but I would love to hear if you guys have. Yeah. If you've heard that they've done anything of substance beyond this uh be good to find out i'm pretty well exhausted after that is there anything else we want to mention about sizzle beach usa the only thing left to say is boobs the kevin costner project is produced by october 10 productions our theme music is happy acoustic guitar background music by music unlimited via pixabay.com Audio clips included under fair use policies in our best accordance with U.S. copyright law. You can find us online at thekevincostnerproject.com or by searching Facebook, Instagram, Twitter X, or TikTok for The Kevin Costner Project. This podcast is not endorsed by Kevin Costner or his agents yet.